The Holy Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ according to John 11, 1 to 45 verses. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. And when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death, rather it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble because they see the light of this world but those who walk at night stumble because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I'm going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, the teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. 
When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep, so the Jews said, See how we loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he had been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? For they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. If you are listening to the sermons for the past three Sundays, the lectionary readings focused on John's Gospel. And we had uh, a kind of a dialogue or discourse with the three significant characters which are unique to Gospel of John. We spoke about Nicodemus, we spoke about Samaritan woman, and last Sunday, it was about the blind man who was healed at the pool of Shilom. And now, today we had a pretty long reading from verses 1 to 45 about the story of Lazarus, which is significantly unique to this Gospel of John. Interpreters or commentators, many ways, try to focus different themes from these verses because we see the human emotions or Jesus weeping or being troubled. And on one side, we see his sisters, we see the Jews. So there are many things that so powerfully in a subtle way also play out. But our focus today should be a little, I was thinking maybe it should be a little different uh, than what we usually uh, look at the story of Lazarus. Lazarus is a story that comes in the last Sunday of Lent, that which precedes just before the Passion or um, Palm Sunday. The 
versus uh, the text in itself, when we talk about Lazarus, it's so rich, theologically powerful, the literary style can keep one engaged so much, uh, the curiosity in a way to say, that builds to know what actually happens, because we hear about uh, uh, Lazarus being ill and dead and Jesus not immediately rushing to the spot, but rather he goes there a uh, little late. But interestingly, if you see, of all the 45 verses from 1 to 45, it is only in verses 43 and 44, literally, we see Jesus talking to Lazarus. Otherwise, it is all these events or the discussions or the details, whatever is transpiring there, occupies the bulk of the narrative space. It's, it's just on, in those two verses alone we see Lazarus. Otherwise, it's, it's just the other characters playing out there, what is happening, who is doing what, who is going where. Uh, this is what like, pretty much like, revolves around that uh, pericope uh, in John's Gospel. For me, when I was reading this text, because I have looked at different directions in this text, for me, what uh, what, what actually stood out, like what made me to look into the text in, with different lens was whenever Jesus performed a sign, in John's Gospel, miracles are called as signs. Whenever Jesus performed a sign, especially in John's Gospel, it is always after the sign, he would do a discourse and then interpret the meaning of the sign. It has always been the structure. But suddenly, there is a shift, there is a change in the, in the structure, because even before Jesus is going to perform a miracle or a sign, he is talking about the sign to his disciples. So one might wonder what made Jesus, because it is not his style, because he always, after the sign, it is like aftermath effect to help uh, the disciples to understand the meaning of the sign. But here, in a surprising manner, Jesus makes a shift where he begins to talk about the sign even before performing the miracle. So for us, as we are listening to this um, reading and listening to this uh, text now, what does it mean for us when we reflect or talk about Lazarus being raised from the tomb and how might it contribute to our understanding of the meaning of the sign? Because we cannot separate these two, we cannot see, uh, we cannot negate um, the importance, the significance of Lazarus. At the same time, we cannot just uh, uh, negate uh, the sign is nothing, because both are equally important, because the pericope in itself builds a kind of suspense in the story, and the final suspense or the final scene just stands out brilliantly, Jesus raising the Lazarus from the tomb. So 
what does it actually mean to us when we talk about Jesus raising Lazarus from the tomb and then um, Jesus also talking about the sign even before he could perform it? As we have seen in the scripture, Jesus delays going to see Lazarus and now he knows that he's dead and after four days he's going to Bethany to see Lazarus who is dead. Bethany, again, it means the house of the poor or house of the affliction, and the meaning of Lazarus is God is my help. God is my help. And when Jesus is going towards uh, Bethany, we see like a lot of commotion or a lot of things are happening. People are weeping. People are just, you know, in a uh, place how, how when death happens, you know, like how people will be there. So it is believed in rabbinic literature, in Jewish belief is that after three days, the soul leaves the body. So now it is fourth day and if we might be wondering if Lazarus is really dead or no, probably it is like it is past four days and the body should be decomposing now. So at that time we see Jesus going there. And here is another factor. Jesus is praying to God before he begins to do anything there uh, for Lazarus. He says, God, I'm glad that you have already heard my prayers. You have already answered my prayers. Jesus is not doing it as a demonstration, but rather he wanted to signify something to the people there because most of the times we settle with the signs. We see the sign as the end, but Jesus is trying to tell us going beyond in, and interpreting beyond the sign. Because eventually you start with doing something and end up, but rather he's just, even before we do this, he's doing the sign, he's giving an explanation because we shouldn't just settle with signs and deem it as the end of any miracle or any sign. So Jesus calls out Lazarus, come out, and immediately he comes out of the tomb. It is interesting, Jesus prays saying that, Father, thank you for hearing my prayer. And here, I think Lazarus, even though he's dead there, hears the voice of Jesus Christ. He recognizes the voice of the shepherd the sheep recognizes the voice of the shepherd. Likewise, we see Lazarus immediately recognizing the voice of Jesus and coming out. If you remember last Sunday, the blind man, he was blind. He can't see Jesus, but he was able to hear. When Jesus is saying, do you believe me? Do you want to get healed? Go to the pool of Shiloh. He was hearing. That is what I'm trying to tell people who believe in Jesus, even though they don't see, you can still hear. So Lazarus was able to hear Jesus even at the death, and then he's just coming out hearing his voice. But again, the another question for me is, when Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, most of the times, commentators have restricted themselves to the resurrection and never focused on the life. Which is why Jesus 
uh, was reiterating and telling again and again it is not just the resurrection but the life. Because even before he could do the sign, when he's coming to raise Lazarus, he was, he was talking with uh, Martha. So Martha says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have been dead. So Jesus is asking a question, do you believe me? Yes, I am the resurrection and the life. Then she says, oh, I get you, I get you. I know my brother is going to raise in the resurrection on the last day. So they, they don't get what Jesus is trying to tell because we begin with Nicodemus. When Jesus talks about born again experience, he doesn't get it. When you come to Samaritan woman, when Jesus says, I am the living water, you ask of me, then she says, God, you don't have anything with you. How do you give water for me? And with the blind man, when Jesus healed him, people were literally astonished, thinking, how can he heal? He's born blind. Is there any magic or something he goofed about? So people are not getting the literal meaning what Jesus was telling them. He's saying, I'm the resurrection and life. But people tend to see, even Martha, who lived, I mean, who was with Jesus Christ, the whole family, didn't get that meaning. She says, oh, I know, resurrection is always deemed as a distant promised hope. Or maybe a guaranteed salvation or maybe an abode where we are there in eternity with Father and with Jesus Christ. Most of the times we talk about just the resurrection and leave out the life. So that is precisely the point Jesus is trying to tell, which is why he's making it a point before he could do this uh, a sign, he's speaking about it. Before he could raise uh, Lazarus, he's just praying to God. Before he could do, he was telling to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life, but their focus is on the resurrection, but not on the life. Lazarus was raised to new life in Christ, to new life. New life begins when we lean on to Jesus in chapter 13, we see the whole family. Mary anointed him with her hair. And then we see that Lazarus was having a fellowship, a table fellowship with uh, Jesus Christ. So he started his new life depending and claiming that he is my Lord and I strongly believe in him. According to John's Gospel, salvation doesn't begin with the death of Jesus. If we are thinking salvation is something to do after the death of Jesus, no. Salvation brings with the life of Jesus. Salvation begins in your belief in Jesus Christ, a new life. So resurrection, okay, that is futuristic, that is distant, it is going to happen. But in the present, we have Jesus with us. He's saying, I'm abiding in you, with you. We are so secure and sustained in his presence and in his uh, healing. But are we ready to believe in Jesus Christ and begin this new life with Christ that what he had promised and gave it to Lazarus? I was... You know, like how the world is going through a lot because of this COVID 
COVID-19 doesn't see any moral ornaments. I think you get what I'm saying. Doesn't see any moral ornaments, whether you're good or bad, rich or poor, or spendthrift or very stingy guy, regardless of your age, class, caste, gender, color, it affects everyone. It affects everyone. But in spite of that virus of fears, anxieties, whatever we are going through, if you only know that your life is safe and secure in Jesus, I think we really don't have to worry. Because that assurance, that, that secure feeling we get because Jesus is with us always. As Lazarus believed in Jesus Christ and followed him, many people threatened to kill Lazarus because he is a witness, he is the evidence to that sign. Jesus raised him from the tomb. People wanted to kill him so that they can wipe away the evidence and arrest Jesus. But still, his new life is in Jesus Christ, so he didn't fear anything. Fear is natural, but when we know there is somebody who's taking care of us, I think we can be assured of that presence and of that serenity and peace of mind. And I believe in these situations and weighty times like this, let us believe that our life is in Jesus Christ, that he will take care of us and move us forward. May God bless these words, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.